0: Your host, Beth Ann.
1: And I welcome you today to Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you this morning. We are going to cut right to the chase. I've got a special guest on today. I told you Friday, I think I warned you, that we were going to have Mark McCluskey on today. He's running for senator here in the state of Missouri, and we're going to have a little chat with him. And if you're listening in another state, you hang on because you're going to want to hear what gets said Because what happens here, happens everywhere, you know. So let's go to the Lord in prayer first. For such a time as this, we praise you, O God, for giving us life. You are the provider of life and liberty. It does not come from man. Wars have been fought against the evil to push them back, those who would take from your children life and liberty. We come before you today today. O oh God, with praise and thanksgiving for all of your blessings, your love and your grace and your mercy. We bow before you today, Abba Father, knowing we, your children, have failed you, that we sin each and every day, and our apathy and our lack of boldness has caused evil to reign in our land. Lives have been taken, lives have been destroyed, all for selfish desires. Mankind is puffed up and conceited. May this nation once again turn its face to you. Change our hearts, O God. May we hunger and thirst for your righteousness, that we will be more like you. May we always show your love, yet may we be strong and stand on your word. For such a time as this, I pray your blessings upon all those who are listening and on my guest. And may our words in this hour encourage others as we work to bring America home. And it is in Jesus' name for such a time as this that I pray. Amen. So my question today, why are they angry? What are they angry about? While I don't expect us to agree on everything, you'd think people, American citizens, could at least agree on a common ground on the word liberty. But we don't. There is a great lack of understanding regarding our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Abortion is not a constitutional right. Therefore, accordingly, it it must be a decision, not a federal law, that is left in the hands of the states. State sovereignty, like many other kinds of liberty talk, is only brought up when it suits the politicians. Other than personal agendas, they hate the Constitution. (laughs) I'm against abortion myself. Most of us have friends and relatives that agree or disagree with that topic. Or they may believe that the mother should make the choice. I would agree only if the mother's life is in danger, not her livelihood or for convenience. According to the left, you have the right to take the life of an unborn child or baby as it's being born, without any any restrictions whatsoever. But you do not have a right, which is plainly written, to defend yourself with a firearm. That one they want to take away. So why are they angry? What are they angry about? The legislative decisions are being made to protect American citizens or they're not really, or to protect the children in school. We've lost over 60 million babies since the Supreme Court stood over and went up past its authority and decided to make Roe versus Wade, some kind of a law, which, you know, they can't make law. That's unconstitutional. And that was what was corrected last week when Roe versus Wade was overturned. Unfortunately, it did not outlaw abortion, as many would have you believe. It simply put it into the state's hands. You know, that good old Tenth Amendment. But... They are also angry about the Supreme Court for making a constitutional decision regarding guns. Apparently, if the Supreme Court follows the Constitution instead of ruling on emotions and personal liberty agendas, it makes the left and many politicians on the right angry. So we could conclude that the Constitution... Makes them angry, and it stands in their way of ruling as DC tyrants. Willing to ignore drug smugglers, they refuse to condemn thieves and murderers. They refuse to enforce the laws of our land. Willing to ignore truth and science and biology. Willing to go along with human trafficking. Willing to change our constitution, the people's contract with the elected. The rule just to rule over you instead of represent you and defend the constitution. Why are they angry? Why do they promote rioting and destruction? They are evil men and women, willing to kill, willing to destroy for profit and power. Abortion isn't health care. That's been a lie all along. It isn't a natural right. In fact, it is an unnatural thing to do. It is the taking of a life, not a medical procedure. Your Second Amendment, however, is a natural right given to you by God. It is an absolute before we condemn, before we spout off, we need to be informed. I encourage you, as I have before, read these documents that they are trying to force on We the People. Download what the decision was with the Supreme Court, and you'll know exactly what it says. And it's over 200 pages. But you can do this. I also encourage you to, again, study your Constitution, study the Bill of Rights, and read America's birth certificate. What do we call the Declaration of Independence? Read them over and over again. Read it slowly. Compare the grievances of our founding fathers with the king of the day. And I believe you will see that we have fallen deeper into the clutches of king government than our founding fathers would have ever imagined. Today I have a special guest. It's Mark McCloskey. He was uh, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, a suburb of Webster Groves, and is a lifelong Republican. He graduated from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, with degrees in psychology, sociology, and criminal justice. He went on to receive his law degree from SMU as well and has spent the last 36 years representing the rights of his fellow citizens. Mark McCluskey has a new math. It's called 1-1. One- The First Amendment plus two, the Second Amendment, equals free. Mark, welcome to CSC Talk Radio. How are you doing today?
2: Very good, and thank you for having me on.
1: Well, the Cardinals kind of let us down yesterday, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was a nail-biter, and uh, (laughs) we were all rallying when they hit three home runs in one inning, and then we soon had to eat it. (laughs) Uh, i I just assuming from St. Louis you're a big Cardinals fan. My husband's a big Cardinals fan.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's hard to avoid if you're born and raised in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to, yeah. You know, this little girl here was born in in uh, Kansas City. <laughs> and so I kind of lead to the uh, Royals. But uh, I do yeah. root for those Cardinals and quite a bit. But when they play <laughs> the Royals, I have to stay silent at home. <laughs> But that well, being said, uh, you are running for senator here in the state of Missouri. We need to replace uh, the the rhino finally decided to retire, but I'm sure he won't be done now. He's going to have his nose in things. He'll be lobbying or paying lobbyists or doing something against the Constitution, just as he has as a senator. Oh, but, yeah. You
2: know, his, his power will be enhanced by leaving the Senate because his income will be greatly increased and they have even a, uh, a
1: broader influence. You know, we had someone on. It was Ike Skelton. I don't know if you've met him yet or not. He is oh, yeah, running yeah, as I'm a representative like. here. And uh, I'm going to ask you several questions. We're headed into a break. You have to learn that I'm a little talkative, so I get a little bit carried away during the first segment. <laughs> but when we come back, I have got a load of questions for you. And uh, I want you to inform the Missourians why they should vote for you instead of all these other folks that are running So hang on. I got a lot of questions. I also want you to answer one particular question, and we'll start with that one, and that is why did you plead guilty? You're listening Ah, to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mark McCluskey from St. Louis, Missouri. If you remember, he's the man that defended his home, his castle, and he got in trouble for it. But the bad guys, they didn't get in any trouble. CSC Talk Radio with Beth Ann. We'll be right back.
3: I am Elmer Heinrich, president of the company that sells Immuno 150, the most complete nutritional product on the market. This product contains 9 exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, 70 minerals, COQ10, flaxseed, and much more. The 70 minerals are the key. Immuno 150 has what your body needs, especially the 70 minerals, because you have probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life. Place your order for Immuno 150 and include a supply for your children and grandchildren because they need 70 minerals as badly as you do. My wife and I have taken Immuno 150 for many years. I am 88 years old, she is 79, and we're both in perfect health. No aches, no pains, nothing. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is $49.95 and can be ordered on our website, Immuno150.com, or by calling 888-316-2224. That's 888 888-
1: 3162224
3: like thousands of others you won't believe the results
1: you can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver optimism is planning for your own financial future And we have returned to listening to CST Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting with Mark McCluskey today. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. You've all seen him on the news. He made the big headlines back in 2020. He and his wife were standing there with their guns defending their property. And they're the ones who got in trouble. And, of course, America sees that as wrong. Now, Mark, the reason I'm asking you about why you pleaded guilty, we all wondered. And, of course, we weren't there, so we don't know what got said or done. But I have a Marine brother, and he, he's upset about you not for pleading guilty. So I want you to explain to America, and to particularly to Missourians, because we're asking for their vote, uh, why you pleaded guilty. And what exactly did you plead guilty to?
2: All right. Well, you know, it, it'll take a little bit of time, but I'll start at the beginning. Uh, We originally, uh, when uh, we stood up against the mob, I saw uh, too many cell phone cameras and too much leftist national coverage. uh, And I knew that the the woke uh, government of St. Louis, the Soros-funded prosecutor, uh, had to take some action because standing up against the left is the only unforgivable crime in America these days. Mm -hmm. And so she charged us each with uh, two uh, Class E felonies, Uh, flourishing and uh, tampering with evidence and which would have cost us four years in the slammer and our law licenses and everything else. Well uh, so we addressed the Republican National Convention on Monday night. On Thursday night before his acceptance speech uh, President Trump called us up and uh, while he's talking to us amongst other things he you can hear his voice get a little softer as he's turning away from the phone and he says get Mike Parson on the phone let's see if we can help these guys out. And uh, so then the, the next day I got a call from Chris Limbaugh, who was uh, the general counsel for the governor's office then, and said, well, the, the problem with Missouri law is that the governor can't pardon you until you're actually found guilty of something. So that's that's oh, the, the so, first, okay. first, first hurdle we had to overcome. Well, because uh, Kim Gardner, our, our circuit attorney, is just as dumb as a sack of hammers, uh, she used us <laughs> in her propaganda. Um, and her, her uh, political propaganda. And so we got her kicked off the case in the entire circuit attorney's office. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, if you go to trial and in the city of St. Louis, we'd be found guilty no matter what the evidence is. Um, and even if the governor pardons you, it doesn't erase the fact of a conviction. And to, therefore, we, we would lose our rights to, for example, um, be lawyers again or, or have, for that matter, carry guns. And so, uh, the, the fact of a conviction, even with a governmental, or even with a governor's pardon, was a, a formidable problem for us. Um, but once we got Kim Gardner kicked off the case, then we got a, a independent prosecutor who dismissed the felonies and the gun charges. But then he reads me this charge in open court. He says that I purposely placed other people in apprehension of imminent physical harm. Well, I laughed out loud and I said, well, hell yes, I did. That's what the guns were for, right? If that's a crime in Missouri, I did it and I'll do it again and the uh the uh the judge looks down from the bench he's a, a guy i've known for 35 years and he says now mr mccloskey did you do those things and i said i sure did judge and i'll do them again um but it's a, it was like a a minor misdemeanor uh we paid our fines and we went our went our way and we thought that would be the end of it um uh, and then of course governor parson pardoned us and so that of, uh eliminated the risk that anything else would come back to bite us down the road um but then the Bar Association, the state of Missouri, and as your listeners probably know, my wife and I are both lawyers, um, decided that what we did by standing on our front porch and defending ourselves against a mob of hundreds that were screaming death and rape and arson and even killing our dog, um, that by defending ourselves, we had committed a crime of moral turpitude and asked the Supreme Court to suspend our law licenses, which the Supreme Court did subject to a year's probation. So if we say good little boys and girls, we get to keep practicing law. I thought that was, you know what? And so I appealed that to the United States Supreme Court. And about three weeks ago, the United States Supreme Court refused to take my writ. So we uh, we are now subject to that sanction. And then we were advised last week that the Illinois Bar Association and reciprocity has suspended us and probated us there, too. So that's the reward you get for standing up for your civil rights these days. But the whole I, reason we – go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say with the with the decision that the Supreme Court made a couple of weeks ago, I would think that you they would have dropped yours because yours was equally as constitutional or unconstitutional as far as them trying to control what you can do or not do with your arms.
2: Well, and, you know, as I said in my brief to the Supreme Court, both in Missouri and the United States Supreme Court – that since what we did on standing up on our front porch, well, we were were, uh, applauded by the president of the United States, the governor of the state of Missouri, the attorney general of the state of Missouri, who is now one of my political opponents, and 14 sitting congressmen, all of whom said not only didn't we do anything wrong, but that the prosecutor should be investigated by the Department of Justice for violating our civil civil rights for prosecuting us. It's kind of hard for me to imagine that when the president of the United States, the governor, the attorney general, and 14 congressmen said, not only didn't you do anything wrong, but we're pleased and, and, and applaud you for what you did, that that could constitute a crime of moral turpitude. But, you know, I, the Supreme Court takes very few cases, and I wasn't surprised they didn't take ours. Yeah. But by the same token, I'm kind of disappointed because I think they could have made some good law.
1: They could have. And, you know, then I also wanted to talk about, I want to get on to other things. So I don't want to stay on this. But we also have what they call the Castle Law here in the United States, in Missouri, I'm sorry. Um, and that did you no good, did it?
2: Well, the thing that people don't understand is that the Castle Doctrine is just an affirmative defense. That means that the state charges you with a crime, and then you as a defense plead the Castle Doctrine saying you had a right under the Castle Doctrine to self-defense. The jury gets to decide both of those issues. And once again, in the, in the city of St. Louis, the, the jury of my my so-called peers um, could not be counted on to see it that way. Mm. Once again, that felony conviction uh, would eliminate the ability of us to continue our lives because without law licenses, um, it's uh, you know that's what we've been doing for a living for in my case for the last 37 years. And so, uh, the uh, you know the bottom line is that we're attempting right now to change that law in Missouri to make make the Castle Doctrine a bar to prosecution rather than an affirmative defense. So the burden would shift to the government to demonstrate that you did not have a right to defend yourself rather than arresting you first and, and the, the citizen having to defend you know, himself we, with a yeah, Castle Doctrine.
1: That's just another, another um, uh, example of... Where we have lost uh guilty um innocent until proven guilty we've lost that uh well, exactly. we pray for you, mark, that that'll all turn out okay, and I really am sorry for what the left liberals have put you through, and the rhinos we've got a few rhinos that are supporting all this stuff, so I wanted to kind yeah. of go down you know i i was um uh, I had a little trouble sleeping last night I actually don 't get don 't get too puffed up about this. I had a dream about you last night because I was worried about what I was going to ask you and and how we were going to do this. This interviewing with me is like sitting around the coffee table and having a cup of coffee now I am an advocate i 'm nationally syndicated, but i 'm advocate for rural America, and Missouri is one of those flyover states with a lot of rural America, and every oh, yeah. state has rural America in it. So I wanted to talk to you about several different things. Um, number one, let's ask why you are running. We may have to have you back on a second time. Why are you running for senator?
2: Well, it's kind of a long story, but I'll try to make it as brief as possible. I've been a lifelong Republican, a lifelong ardent anti-communist. I started making public presentations against communist expansionism back in 1977 with Robert Mugabe's takeover of Rhodesia. Um, The first guy to endorse my campaign was Colonel Oliver North, because Colonel North and I have been friends for over 30 years. We were supporters of his during the Iran-Contra issue and put on fundraisers for his criminal defense fund. Mm -hmm. But I never thought about being a politician or running for any office. But then with the the things that happened starting two years ago tomorrow on the 28th when the mob attacked my house the first time, and then when they came back the second time on July 3rd, now with the specific intent of killing us and burning down the house, on that second occasion we had support from the White House And uh, it it, uh, really saved our our skin. And uh, that was the night, uh, July 3rd, 2020, was the night that Donald Trump gave his Mount Rushmore address. Mm. And he talked about defeating Marxist extremism in this country. And then we heard the mainstream media response. And they called that the most divisive speech that a president could give. And my wife and I looked at each other and said, if defeating Marxist extremism in this country is divisive, like we're expected to live together in harmony, with people that seek to destroy our culture, destroy our religion, destroy our way of life, take away our, pri- our private property, and eventually enslave us. If that's what the deep state and the swamp and the mainstream media thinks is appropriate, then there's something fundamentally wrong in this country. We made a vow that day, right then and there, to put the rest of our lives on hold and do everything we could for the rest of our lives to save this country, to pull back our constitutional freedoms, and reverse this trend towards totalitarianism. And... Uh, we did the uh, the logical thing. We went to work for the Trump organization and uh, campaigned for the president all over the country. I mean, we're we're a big Trump supporters from the get-go. I've got a framed picture on my desk of my uh, now 32-year-old daughter meeting Donald Trump when she was nine. So we've been on no. this this for a while. Um, but as we were as we were campaigning for the president, and uh, you know, particularly when we were on the Team Trump bus in Pennsylvania, and Patty and I were on the Team Trump bus, and we were doing. Seven organized rallies a day on behalf of the president. Right. It just it just We're occurred get... that this was a calling. This was this is what God had placed before that's, that's... us. This is what we had to do for the rest of our lives.
1: That's what I wanted to hear. A statesman, not a politician. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mark McCluskey running for senator here in the state of Missouri to represent all of us.
3: <laughs>
1: 6168 and use the promo code Beth Ann to get thirty percent off plus free shipping. You're familiar with Range magazine, packed with hard cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the range and at home. Beyond the Battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award, first place in journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award. So many honors, great photos, and wonderful poems and stories of the West Reflections of the West, Brushstrokes and Balladeers, The M-Bar The Call of the Cow Country You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U That's 1-800-726-4348 Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you Hear ye, hear ye Now is the time for all good Americans to come to the aid of their country For the past several months, I've been sharing with you a newsletter, Voice of the Patriot. Like Thomas Paine's Common Sense, circulate and share these newsletters with freedom-loving Americans, friends, neighbors, family. Beginning with Voice of the Patriot newsletter number six, start sharing with your elected officials. We must take steps to restore our republic. As nightfall does not come at once, neither does oppression. In both instances, there's a twilight where everything remains seemingly unchanged. And it is in such twilight that we must be aware of change in the air, however slight, lest we become unwitting victims of the darkness, tyranny. We're burning daylight, America. Tomorrow might be too late. Request your copy of Voice of the Patriot today. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri 65018. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethan.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethan.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mark McCluskey. He is running for senator here in the state of Missouri. You're running uh, against a lot of names that are pretty familiar, and I I fear, <laughs> as always, that Missourians, just like Americans, will vote for the name that's familiar to them. And the names that are familiar to them haven't been doing us much good. And uh, I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm not going to vote for Vicki Hartzler. And I'm definitely not voting for Eric Greitens, and I'm not going to vote for Billy Long. Eric Schmidt had been my choice until somebody told me they heard you here in Monotau County at Lincoln Days. And I said, well, let's get him on. I want to chat with him because I want someone that isn't in for a career. And I believe Eric Schmidt is in for a career. Does he do some good? Yes, Will he stand for the Constitution and states' rights all the way through? I don't know. Uh, we have a lot of uh career politicians who have been lifelong Republicans <laughs> that voted against or voted for more gun control for the neighbors tattling. Would you have neighbors tattle on you that say, you know, I don't think that Mark should have a gun because he's just a little bit radical about some of things, and, and I just don't think he should do that. So... Or somebody's getting a divorce, and the, the woman or the man wants to uh, be mean to the other one, and they can just say whatever they want. Maybe you mowed too close to your neighbor's lawn, and, and he wants to get even with you. And so they want these red laws, you know, these tattletale laws. We used to frown on tattletales in school. So I want someone like you, Mark, that's going to stand up for Beth. I want someone like you who believes that that Second Amendment, unlike our Found, unlike Joe Biden the installed president, I believe it is absolute absolute. I can you know this gal that said well it's that was written when they had muskets. Well <laughs> if they'd had some other kind of rifle it has still been written the same way. that made absolutely no sense. So there's a lot on your plate that I wanted to talk about, because rural America is concerned about states' rights. We're concerned about our energy, because we can't make food without it. And we're concerned about property rights. Climate change, I believe, is a complete and total hoax, and I hope you believe that, too. I wonder if you've heard of Agenda 21. I know you've heard of the Green New Deal, and all these things that are affecting rural America. But rural America, Mark is the foundation of all America, and it's under attack. And I'm not sure if you knew that. I'm not sure if Donald Trump really knows that, President Trump. But it has been for a long time, and I'm going to ask you to address that. Are you aware that rural America has been under attack by the BLM, and I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about the Bureau of Land Management and by the EPA and several other uh, departments I call them alphabet departments. USDA, we've been under attack. What do you think?
2: Well, absolutely, and I say this every time I address anybody, and I I do about three organized functions a day. But I start off by saying this, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're in the middle of a civil war right now. Mm. This is a war of the the powers that be against everything we hold near and dear. They find the Constitution to be an impediment to their goals, all these things that... that, uh, the Biden administration has done in the last 18 months uh, with the disaster on the border, inflation, gas prices, uh, the uh, lawlessness in the streets. Uh, now the war in Ukraine, all these things are not accidental. They're not the result of incompetence. They're the fruition of a plan that's been being laid out since before any of us were born to create what Joe Biden himself admitted on March 21st of this year when he was addressing the business roundtable CEO luncheon. He said that we need – that this is – the world is in an inflection point that only happens once every three or four generations. We have to use a war in Ukraine as an inflection point to create a new world order. And that's what all this is about, crushing the economy, crushing the farmers. I mean, how are you going to – how are we going to eat – here we are in the breadbasket of the world, and our government's already preparing us for food shortages, claiming that the the war in Ukraine, which, by the way, they – Created and made happen yes, um, is did. going to result in the uh, uh, the price of fertilizer becoming so high, the price of diesel becoming so high that our farmers can't fertilize, can't plant, can't harvest. And by the way, you you you, you can't eat uh, environmentalists. Uh, so you you have to actually have crops that you can eat. And uh, all of this is just designed to bring the country to its knees, to demoralize the people, make them frightened, hungry, and because frightened and hungry. And uh, demoralized people always beg the government for help, because out of chaos comes tyranny, and that's what all this is designed to do.
1: The more that the American people hurt, the more power they have over you. We are their Absolutely. victims, and we need to stop being victims, because we are victorious, as you know. We are already victorious. We have to continue these battles, but we are already victorious. Um, another thing I was going to ask you about is republic versus democracy. I am so... I'm going to tell you what I feel about it. I'm so sick of everybody saying democracy. And when President Donald Trump gave his inauguration speech, the left claimed it was such a dark, dark speech. And I didn't see it that way, because he said we're going to restore the republic. So I'm going to ask you, republic versus democracy.
2: Well, all you have to do is look at the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution. Tenth Amendment says that... Uh Um, All the powers that are not uh, uh, delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. The Constitution of the United States is a very short document. You can read it in about 10 minutes sitting down. And it, it very specifically describes the limitations of the power on the federal government and expressly reserves everything else to us, meaning the people. And our federal government has totally forgotten that. Our federal government has its clause in every aspect of, of life from the moment you're conceived until the moment you die. And that's, that's a direct violation of the Constitution. But this, this is supposed to be a republic of 50 autonomous states. Uh, and the federal government is there basically to protect, to provide for the common defense, uh, and, uh, and otherwise to leave us the heck alone.
1: I agree with you 100%, and uh, I'm tired of them screaming about democracy. Even these so-called conservative talk show hosts, they go on and on about the democracy. Democracy, in its definition, is mob rule. A republic protects the individual rights. Our Constitution is there to protect the individual rights. And uh, the state's rights. Man created, God created man, therefore God is number one. Then man is number two. Man created the state, that's number three. The state's created the federal government it should be the very least of all of these yeah. and it has been turned upside down
2: well you said this in your intro but our our basic document the thing that defines the nature of our of our free republic is that the uh, declaration of independence mm-hmm. and uh, uh you know it doesn't say that that, that our power has come from the government that this uh, this bold experiment in freedom that we call the united states was the first time in the history of the world where and Government was created from scratch for the purpose of protecting the people from the government, not giving the government power over the people. And the Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That means a recognition that our rights come from God and what God has given us no government can take away.
1: And they can't. It's a natural right. And, uh you know they're they're screaming about this abortion and they're they're only angry with that because it gives them a an end to do other things and they've they've convinced these young women and older women too that uh, this is some kind of a right that they have been take that has been taken away and it's not it's not
2: well you know we we got the call that the Supreme Court had ruled up Roe v Wade and to come down and celebrate in front of Planned parenthood which is about three blocks away from my office and we get there in just a few minutes and the uh, and the priests are there praying, and then the left, including uh, Rasheen Aldrich, who's a uh, representative of the Missouri House of Representatives, and a young lady running as a Democrat for the United States Senate, are there with megaphones, screaming profanity, the most foul and vile kinds of language, screaming into megaphones and and shouting chants and demanding the unlimited right to to murder I- infants. And I looked at uh, when at one point I looked over at the priest and I said, if you ever need proof. That the devil is real and evil is real. All you have to do is look two feet away.
1: That's right. And see these
2: people That's screaming
1: with, with
2: justice. It, a it, glare it in their is eyes. visceral.
1: We're headed yeah. into a break here, Mark. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mark McCloskey, and we'll be right back.
4: Have you heard about vine to bar chocolate?
1: com or call them 844-386-2338. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We've been interviewing and speaking and talking with uh, Mark McCloskey. He's uh, running for... Uh, senate here in the state of missouri for the state of missouri to replace roy blunt the rhino we're finally going to get rid of him not really he'll be there doing something but uh mark just now just now the supreme court breaking news has sided with uh coach kennedy another six to three ruling uh he won you know that's the coach that was praying and um so we have another victory isn't it amazing that we have to defend our faith? Well, that know, the, First uh, Amendment. The first, Go ahead.
2: Yeah. First Amendment says uh, uh, Congress will make no law respecting the establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. As long as I've been alive and I'm 65, the uh, the people uh, the, that run this country, both Republicans and Democrats, have systematically failed to recognize that the, the Constitution is there to protect the exercise of religion, not to prohibit it. And yet uh, this is a this this, you know, for, you know, for all time now, it recognizes that second part of that First Amendment that the government can't prohibit our exercise of religion. Although look at the uh, COVID lockdowns for an example of how they not only prohibited it, but made it illegal.
1: Oh, you could uh, you could go to the tavern, but you couldn't go to church. It, it or the was just a
2: tattoo parlor or a strip club, for that matter. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, I you, don't
1: frequent those places, so <laughs> I don't frequent <laughs> the tavern either. <laughs> 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 Everybody's so, going. Wait a minute, Beth. What have you been up to? But, but more um,
2: importantly, if you could go to you could go to Home Depot, or you could go to Walmart, but you couldn't go to church. Yeah,
1: you couldn't. Yeah. You know.
2: you so, you know, you, know you, asked me, you asked me earlier about about why people should vote for me and not something like like Eric uh, Schmidt. I mean, there's a million reasons not to vote for people like Eric Greitens, because amongst other things, in my humble opinion, he's a very dangerous uh, uh, sociopathic egotist. Yes, um, he is. But, but, but then you've got people like Vicky Hartzler and Eric Schmidt. I can, I can identify in, in one second why people shouldn't vote for, for Eric Schmidt. Um, he was down at CPAC, as were my wife and I, and he was interviewed by a conservative uh, television station about whether or not he would vote for Mitch McConnell as a majority leader, if he gets into the Senate, and he says, "Oh, that's a hypothetical. I can't answer that."
1: Well, that uh-huh. Pressed
2: him on it, pressed him on it, and made him answer. And finally, he said, "Well, I'll have to wait and consult with my colleagues like Rand Paul and Ted Cruz." In other words, nobody had told me the party line yet, so I don't know the answer to that question. We were down, we were down at a forum in Cape Girardeau, Cape County, in Jackson, Missouri, earlier this spring, and Vicky Hartzler was the only other Senate candidate there. And they asked her the same question. She gave the exact same answer. I have to wait and see what the what the Constitution of the Senate is then, and then I'll have to consult with my colleagues like Rand Paul and Ted Cruz before I can answer that question. In other words, once again, I'm just a party hack. I'm going to do what the party tells me to do. I'm going to say what the party tells me to say, and they haven't told me the answer to that question yet. Well, no one has to tell me what to think, and nobody has to guess how I'm going to think. I mean, I've been, I've been opposed to Mitch McConnell, as majority leader for for longer than i've been a candidate in fact i started talking about how we need to remove mitch McConnell when i was on the trump campaign almost two years ago and uh, so you know the bottom line is if you want politics as usual if you want politicians as usual vote for any of these career politicians and by the way despite how he pr- portrays himself as the uh the stalwart enemy of china now when uh, eric schmidt was in the missouri senate he uh proposed an 800 a 480 million dollar China hub in the city of st. Louis and proposed selling uh, Missouri farmland to the Chinese
1: I remember and, uh, that
2: now yeah, that you mention now,
1: it I remember that
2: yeah so this you gotta you gotta find people who are true conservatives and not people that just put their finger in the wind and test which way the wind's blowing before they come up with opinions
1: okay uh, I'll, so, say
2: some, I'll say something else you, if you give me just a second we were, we were in Pettus County Uh, Doing a a, their uh, McKinley Days dinner the other day, and Vicky Harsman and I were there, Um, and uh, Vicky got up and talked about how what a what a good Christian person she is, and how as good it's important to have um, good honest people in politics. Well, I happened to have on my on my cell phone the letter that she had signed that day to the clerk of the House of Representatives, saying that she had to assign somebody to vote her proxy because due to the continuing care crisis. She was not physically capable of being on the House floor that day. And what I said to people is, I have no problem at all with Vicki saying, I've decided to take a day off of working for the American people to come here and campaign, but to actually sign a letter saying what that she has COVID and she can't vote that day, when in fact all she was doing was flying to uh, uh, Sedalia, Missouri, to do a campaign event. I think I think that shows true character problems.
1: It shows a great character problem. A great character problem. The problem I have, or that you have, is overcoming the, their faces and their names. And on Friday, when the Supreme Court made their decision, you know, Eric Schmidt was first one in line. You know, Missouri was history as he signed that paper to uh, just, it didn't really outlaw abortion yet in Missouri, but it was on the way to do that. So he's being seen as this great hero, so brave, so courageous. Why didn't he do it a long time ago? if he's so brave and courageous, because we've always had states' rights, always, regardless of what decisions were made. Am I correct on that? I'm not a lawyer, obviously.
2: Well, yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. you got to look back and ask yourself, what were these po- people's positions before they decided to run for U.S. Senate? Mm. And, and, and you know, how, how long have they been these fighters for? You look at people that, uh, um, for uh, for example, Vicki Hartzler and, and Billy Long. And I like Billy, and he's a friend of mine. But both of those folks have been in Congress for 12 years and have never distinguished themselves in any way. Uh, Eric Schmidt's been in politics for 17 years. And, other, you know, when he was in the, the Missouri Senate, uh, people referred to him as the ninth Democrat, and now he's standing up as if he's been this lifelong staunch Republican. And so it's just, you know, it, it, it's amazing how much the media is willing to cover for these folks. It's amazing how short people's memories are. Um, but if you're going to elect somebody to be a United, United States senator, I say this all the time. If you go into that voting booth and all you do is you is you check the, the box next to a name you recognize, do the world a favor and don't vote. You need to, mm-hmm. You need to know who you're voting for. You need to know what they stand for, what their history has been, and what they're likely to do, where their heart of hearts is, and whether or not they're true constitutional conservatives or they're just politicians – up that next step up the
1: ladder. Mark, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for standing up. I'm sorry for what this uh Missouri put you through, what this state has put you through, what this nation has put you through, you and your wife. And uh I will stand with you. You have my vote. I'm telling you that right now. And I will support you in any way I can. I would like to have you back on. I know I'm nationally syndicated, not just Missouri, but I'd like to have you back on when you have time. And I was just telling my... Uh, sidekick here Rudy if we could ever get him back over here and get a crowd for him let's do it if he has the time so I'm not sure how we can get that done maybe you can talk to uh, some of your people and we get your people in my one peep together <laughs> we'll see if we can't get <laughs> no, that done <laughs> no
2: I I would, I would absolutely love to I mean it's you know the Lord moves in mysterious ways he does what happened to us with BLM and Antifa may have been the, the worst experience of our lives but it, it gave us an opportunity to give back in ways that we would not have been able to do beforehand. And I, I'd love to get out there and do, a, do an event with you, and I'd love to be back on your program. All
1: right, we'll do that. You know what God, what man means for evil, God turns around for good. And hopefully this is what this is going through. The nation needs people like you, statesmen, not career politicians. Thank you so much. As we say, it takes all of us to bring America home.
5: or send email to beth at csetalkradio.com.
0: For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do.